0: You are Locked On Chargers,
1: your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier. And on today's show, we also have John Kegley, one of the original members of the show. And today... Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Dang, with this team it just seems like we have something to talk about every day and obviously as the only Daily Chargers podcast we are definitely happy to have it. But first let me just welcome in all of our new listeners. We really appreciate you guys checking out the show today. And a special thank you to all of our loyal listeners who are coming back again and checking us in, checking in on us again. So, we have another great show packed for you guys today with a lot of stuff because the Chargers did sign a new quarterback coach slash passing game coordinator Shane Day. So we're gonna talk about him coming from the 49ers and replacing Pep Hamilton because now Pep Hamilton has joined the Houston Texans in that situation as their quarterbacks coach. So we'll touch on that a little bit as well. And in the second segment I'm excited to get into Darius Swinton The Chargers' new special team coordinator's first press conference for the team. He had a lot of energy, said a lot of the right things, and seems like a guy that's going to definitely improve the group if they buy into the vision that he put out there. On Thursday, But we also at the end of the show are going to be getting into our Senior Bowl watch list coming up for this weekend. Some guys that we are excited to see going and playing in the Senior Bowl on Saturday. I will be in Mobile, Alabama, and I'll be there, you know, up close and personal to check out some of the prospects that could end up on the Chargers. So we're going to do a little Senior Bowl preview at the end of the show as well. But let's go ahead and get into it. On Thursday, it was reported by Nick Wagner that Shane Day, who was the 49ers quarterback coach, has moved on to the Los Angeles Chargers as the quarterback coach slash passing game coordinator. The 49ers have brought back Rick Scangarello to replace Day. We don't need to talk about that because who cares what they have going on now. But the Chargers have made another addition to the offensive staff, and it also means that Pep Hamilton will not be back with the team. And now he has gone to the Houston Texans to be their quarterback coach, but This is an exciting day to get a new coach like this, the only one that doesn't have really strong ties to Brandon Staley in the past at this point. I mean, he did work with Sean McVay in Washington for the football team out there, but this is something, David, that we didn't really see coming. There wasn't a lot of rumors that were linked to this guy, but I think that's how most of the process has gone, and the Chargers are getting another guy who has a lot of coaching experience and has done a lot of different things. Yes, he
0: has. Uh, I mean, another guy with the from the Shanahanian kind of coaching tree, or, or the, you know, the thought process as far as how he has uh, been around and how he executes um, the way he's coaching quarterbacks. Uh, he. He has served as the Bears' quarterbacks coach, uh, also with, like you said, two seasons uh, for the football team. And it's still weird saying that, man. I mean, honestly, I'm never going to get used to that um, until they get another name. It's just, it's just weird. But yeah, another guy who's got a lot of experience. The guy started coaching in two in 2006, so he's been a coach for 15 years. Another guy that, you know, bring in some experience that maybe, you know, our our head coach is lacking. So another guy that's trying to c- carry out the offensive vision that Brandon Staley wants to execute. And, uh, I mean, hey, we'll have to see how things go. But he really is joining a fantastic situation with a young quarterback who is trending only up.
1: Well, it's going to be a lot of pressure. I mean, that's a job that comes with a lot because you're getting a guy who's already basically established himself in 15 games in the nfl as somebody who has undeniable talent and can be very successful at this level so you know now the pressure is on to keep that development going and we've really seen him over the last couple of years working with jimmy g as well as cj bethard and nick mullins but like i said he's done a lot of things i mean with washington he was their offensive assistant offensive line coach i should say he was with miami for a few years as their tight end coach He's had a couple of different years going at different places as the quarterbacks coach, and that's just something that we've seen from Brandon Staley, bringing in guys who have done a lot of different things. But just as far as what he was able to do with those guys, I mean... In Jimmy G's only full season to this point in his career, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So he did a pretty good job with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think it's really how you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo if he is a good quarterback or not. I thought he did a pretty good job with him. I also think he did a pretty good job with CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, who last year ended up going, you know, 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions between the two of them, filling in for Garoppolo and. Beathard was 6-0 and in that span and touchdowns to interceptions. So he has done some good work with maybe some not as talented players. We didn't really see him play with a great quarterback over those two years, John. But what did you think of the hire today?
2: Not really the strongest resume in my mind. Um, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, he had one year he went to the Super Bowl, then the next year he's not playing too great. And it's like looking like did Garoppolo just have one great year and then go down? but as you said he did really well with the backup qbs but then there's guys like he goes to the bears with jay cutler and jay cutler was inconsistent with with the bears he goes to university of connecticut and not really a strong resume there like who did he really work with that stuck out not really anybody like it's just a lot of stuff in here that doesn't really have a that stick out moment if you will it's just okay he has a long resume he's been a lot of places but nothing that says look what he did when he was there so, I'm not too big on the hire. I feel more worried about Justin Herbert having to switch guys again. It's like you don't have anybody from last year really there to really go with. No Steichen, no Pep, no Lynn. I mean, not that Lynn and Steichen being gone is a bad thing, but still for Herbert, there's not one guy left that he worked with last year's and that was his problem at Oregon. Was he kept having a new guy every year and now he has to do it again, but hopefully this time this all sticks.
1: Yeah, I mean it is a concern. I be mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think there was any concern at all when you don't have any of that continuity and all that you can hope now, now that you have a new coach who's signed to you know a four or five year deal, that you can keep most of these guys in place, at least the majority, the core of them. But there's going to be a lot of guys with quarterback experience, and I think that in itself can be something that's worrisome too, just because you don't want too many kick. Cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. You don't want to have too many people telling you too many different things as far as what you should be doing back there. But there is a lot of experience on this coaching staff, whether or not it's Justin Shane Day or not but yeah I mean a lot of pressure the development of Justin Herber is key for this team to you know really capitalize on a window right now with a talented roster when with, with him on his rookie contract so it's super important I definitely want to you know let him kind of feel the process out and let him get going before I make any rash decisions on whether I like it or not but yeah I think I'm kind of met on it at this point I do think it is nice getting someone that comes from a different system this time you know with Kyle Shanahan in that system, and just getting those different perspectives on how you can help the quarterback and what you can do in the passing game as well. Because being the passing game coordinator, I mean, for the Chargers is something they didn't have the last year, and now they get a guy who you know helped in San Francisco come up with a lot of schemes that got a lot of wide open receivers at times to make lesser quarterbacks better at certain times. So that part of it's exciting, but the guy I really feel bad for the most, David, has to be Pep Hamilton because he did such a good job with Justin Herbert. You think that would be rewarded with potentially an offensive coordinator position. He doesn't get one in this cycle and now he goes to Houston where they don't even know who the quarterback is going to be in the same position with a lateral move.
0: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I understand that move from Pep Hamilton, but maybe it's, you know, hey, We don't know I'm if gonna... he had
1: the choice to go back to the Chargers though either.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I'm what I'm saying is, is you know, if you had a couple of options to be an offensive coordinator, I mean, why not wait that out, see how that plays out, see if you might get that job instead of going back to to be a quarterback's coach, which is what you did last year. Maybe, I mean, I'm I'm thinking outside the box a little bit here, but maybe he's saying, hey, you know, I know I'm stepping into a situation in Houston where I don't know who the quarterback is, but no matter who it is, we're going to have success. And if he does that with whoever he's working with next year, then he definitely might as well be setting himself up to make some money. He maybe he's betting on himself and uh you know if he does well he might cash in.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how many options he had, right, which is why it's tough to talk about this a little bit. We don't know how many people were offering Jobs that were better than just being a quarterback coach. Obviously, you would think if he had an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator, he would have taken it. And I'm pretty sure that he would have. So if he did just get kind of left out by the Chargers because they wanted to bring in Brandon Staley's guy, that does suck because it's going to be kind of hard to have a season that is better for you than what Pep Hamilton had. With Justin Herbert you know if they end up bringing in a rookie in Houston he does a great job I mean that's obviously great and now he's doing it with different quarterbacks a third quarterback obviously after Andrew Luck so it looks even better but I definitely thought he boosted his resume enough to have a legitimate chance of one of those jobs especially having been an offensive coordinator who had some success in Indianapolis once upon a time but new guys in the building for the Chargers offensively new quarterback coach in Shane Day and we'll have to see how his imprint is put on Justin Herbert and how that works out. But we do have two more segments to get into. We're going to get into a very energetic press conference coming from Darius Swinton, the Chargers' new special teams coordinator. And then at the end of the show, we'll get into a senior bowl game preview and talk about some of the guys we're excited to watch in Saturday's game. But first, I need to tell you guys that you're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction, Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs, or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one-of-a-kind, uniquely you taxes are done right, Intuit TurboTax Live. I also need to tell you guys about the best protein bars on the planet, and of course I am talking about Built Bars, and I love Built Bars because they take Taste great and there's a lot of variety, there's a lot of flavors to choose from. You can go banana bread, you can go mint brownie, salted caramel, toffee almond, so many great flavors and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. If you guys are looking for a healthy treat, Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. They're great for the health conscious guy, if you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can do that while indulging in a Built Bar. Right now, we can even save you guys a little bit of money because if you guys go to builtbar.com right now, you can use the promo code On to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get into another press conference, the third coordinator press conference of the week. We had already heard from offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill. And now on Thursday, we got to hear from Darius Swinton, the Chargers' new special teams coordinator. And... Just like the other two coaches, I thought he had a great energy about him. And the other thing was it just seemed like he knew what he was talking about, seemed like he was going to come in and have very specific ideas on how to get these guys to buy in, how to prepare, and how they're going to be better than they were last season during a disastrous special team season, John. But one of the things I thought was interesting about Swinton was just his exact plan on you know how to teach guys, especially when you're dealing with guys who are coming up from the practice squad, undrafted free agents a lot of times. I mean, you're not usually getting first-line starters at the special teams group even though he said, hey, I've worked with some of those guys as well and they've had success too, but one of the ways that he gets the guys prepared is when they're teaching them something new, he sends them with videos with him voicing over things that they're going to go over in practice and giving them something visual to see what's going to happen so then when they show up the next day, they have an opportunity to just get going because they already kind of know what's going to happen and i think when you're talking about the special teams and being better they were such an undisciplined unit last year the game management so many times which is another thing darius went talked about you know bringing to the chargers and the three-man group they had in arizona that helped the team with a lot of decisions and kept them away from landmines as he put it preparation is going to be such a big thing for this special teams unit john so it was nice to hear that he has a very very good plan on how he wants to get it done
2: yeah, last year preparation for special teams was not a thing for the Chargers. They did nothing to prepare that team. They basically did a walkthrough for practice. It looked like just, okay, everyone line up. Okay, let's do a couple kickoffs. Okay, we're out of here. Goodbye. Like basically, That's what it felt like. No real preparation, no game planning for it. If someone's messing up, there was no let's work on it more. It, it was non-existent. It was working on Herbert or working on the defense. That's it. <laughs> And to hear that he's already got a plan, he's going to send a video to the guys beforehand so that they're already ahead of the game, already says a lot about this guy. He's not just preparing practice so when they come in, he has everything ready. He's making them ready before practice even starts. And for a lot of people, like even us, when we do the podcast sometimes, when we do the uh, the Chargers Domination Live show, and then we come to do this show, it feels better when we have like a dry run, basically, (laughs) and we're already ready to go. There's even times when you go to, like, if you were in high school or college, and someone took the test before you or something, and you got to hear a little bit what it was about, so now when you come take the test, you're already ahead of the game, and you feel a lot better about it because you're not being surprised by it. It's the same thing. You're getting this head start to it, so when he comes in, there's like five less things that you're not going... Oh, what is that again? Like you're already ahead
0: of the game, right? Well, I just love the way that he tailors his teaching towards his players. One thing that he said in his press conference is that if my guys aren't able to retain the information, then I need to change the way I'm teaching it. And I just love that approach and that that uh, energy towards teaching. Uh, I just, I mean, you can tell he cares and he loves it, and that he really has. Uh, You know, an excitement for, you know, teaching these guys the right way to, to play special teams or play special teams the way he wants it done.
1: Yeah. And he also said that there's three F's that they're going to really go off of, which is just fast fundamentals and physicality and he said that you know it phonetically works the physicality part of it and that his mom's an English teacher so she would be good with it but yeah it gives you an idea of the things that are important to him and it just seems like he wants to get in there and he kind of alluded to the fact that a lot of the teams he's been with they've gotten better and he's gotten let go and some pretty short not great situations with coaches that are getting fired at the head coaching level and he's kind of part of the collateral damage and if you look at their way to DVOA you can see that right and I do think the other big thing about this is just the fact that he has to get buy-in from players and one of the ways he talked about doing that is just by saying hey like these special teams guys need to look at this is being starters. Like you can't start any game without the kickoff unit being on the team on the field, and that's special teams. And he even brought up Patrick Mahomes that, you know, hey, sorry, Patrick, but you're not starting in the Super Bowl unless you're out there, you know, on kickoff or kickoff return. So I think that's one way you can get people to buy in. And the other thing he did, David, was just bringing up very specific examples of guys like Chris Harris Jr., who he said, you know, had one of the best runs on special teams that he had ever seen. You know, we're we talking about Austin Eckler making his run on special teams and making the team. Guys like Virgil Green who did the same thing and using special teams as a way to get more playing time and to make the roster first thing.
0: Well, and a guy like Drew Tranquil, like we were talking about before the show, Daniel. I mean, does he really get on the field as soon as he does without him you know, starring on special teams and blocking a punt and and making an impact there? You know, maybe not. Blocking two punts. Yeah, blocking two punts. I mean, the guy was an animal, and, and it definitely parlayed itself into more playing time on the defense. And then, you know, he... You know, to his credit, took advantage of that. But, yes, he got he gets buy-in from his players by making it important and also by just investing in, in them as people. He says that he wants to get all of those guys, all 90 guys on the team, a job in the NFL. He knows that you can't all be on the Chargers, but he wants to prepare prepare every one of them so that other teams want to bring them in and add them to their team. So to get that kind of buy-in from a coach – I think you know at that point that he cares about you, and he he really wants to make you better, but also wants to get you paid in this league.
1: Yeah, that was his big thing about, yeah, he wants everybody to have a job, whether it's with the Chargers or not with the Chargers, and I think that he even talked about, you know, having to have guys that are even playing offensively or defensively as starters potentially getting on those teams as well, and has said that he's done that in the past, and the Chargers need more talent at that position too, but the other thing they need is that communication, is that preparedness to go out and situationally to be good so you don't have a third-in-one situation where it doesn't look like you're prepared to not make it so you can't end up you know, snapping it and trying to spike it. The field goal unit's running on the field and the offense is still out there so many times like that last year we saw those things happen. And the other thing that we saw because of the bad special teams unit, John was the field position. And that is such a huge part of the game that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And basically what he was saying is, Hey, We don't want Justin Herbert starting anywhere inside of his own 25, right? If you're Joey Bosa, you don't want the other team having to go 75 yards. You want them to go 85 yards, and special teams is such a huge part of that. So are turnovers and other things as well, but that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things you lose when you don't have as good special teams unit is not only are you making it harder for your offense, you're making it harder for your defense as well, and that's why special teams can be so important.
2: Well, I've been saying for years that the Chargers need to find this kick returner or punt returner that can really change the game field position-wise because the shorter the field you have for your offense, the better, especially when Phillip Rivers was around. The less Rivers has to be on the field taking hits from a bad offensive line but still get points, the better. And You would also have to say the punt team needs that kind of discipline as well. you got to be able to pin a punt or a punt returner inside their own 10 or inside their own 5 like Mike Cyphers used to do. So this special teams unit with this new coach, I'm guessing is going to have a lot of ways to make that happen. He's already shown with the Cardinals, he's already shown in his career that he's able to improve your punt return game, your kick return game, your punt coverage. He does he's done a lot in his career already. So the Chargers are already gonna see an improvement, but whether it translates into a better field position or whether it just means instead of losing yards you're getting, you know, zero because 'cause you're getting fair catches or whatever without bobbling them, you know, Desmond King style. There's a there's a lot of stuff right there that can change but I'm really hoping to find that dynamic kick return, punt return type of guy that really turns okay, we're, we might be starting at own 25 to, oh, my God, we have the ball on the other side of the field.
1: One kick return-wise, I think they have a couple of guys that could at least compete for that it, with Joe Reed and obviously Nazir Adderley coming through late in the season with a couple of giant returns for the team. Both of those guys look good, but it doesn't seem like they're anywhere close to that with their punt returners. I mean, it seems like it was either, you know, a fair catch, uh, muff punt. in in the case of Desmond King too many times, even though he was that guy that was actually making a difference on that team. And then he started just muffing punts all the time. And you just could, the risk wasn't worth the reward in that case. Right. And even Travis Benjamin had a couple, but just consistently getting that nine or 10 yards, they haven't had a guy like that in a very long time that, you know, can consistently not muff punt. So it's going to be huge. And they probably do need a guy in that area and, Just finding even the guy on your team that could potentially do that could be huge. And if you're wondering, you know, how involved Brandon Staley is going to be, he did say in their time spent together, Brandon Staley, as an outside linebackers coach, was in every single special teams meeting that ever happened, right? Which is just crazy. And he said it was the only coach that ever did that. So Brandon Staley has been keeping an eye on, you know, different facets of the game for much longer than just the time he's been in the NFL.
2: I would like to hope that Staley is in every single meeting because he said he wants to be more offensive-minded this year, which means the offensive line is going to be on the punt team. And we know how bad offensive line has been. Hopefully he improves it with the draft. And the field
1: goal team too. We've seen that yeah. blow up.
2: Oh, yeah, that too. So I'm hoping that he plays a major role in making sure whatever they would do for Herbert, they would do for your punter and your kicker.
1: And you'd have to hope if he's doing that as the outside linebackers coach, that's going to, he's, he's going to be – you know kind of have his imprint everywhere you'd have to it just seems like that's how he is I mean he's controlling I think in that way he wants to know what's going on in every department at all times and I think that's what you want out of a CEO type which is what the Chargers said that they wanted and it seems like he can kind of have a handle on all of those things because he's been doing it for a while but we do have one more segment to get into because I do want to preview this senior bowl because I'm going to Mobile Alabama on Saturday to watch the senior bowl game so we're getting to get so we're going to get into some of the players we're excited to watch in that game coming up right after this but first I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag it's the best gambling website you are going to find you bet on sports and there's only one more big weekend to bet on football and that is super bowl weekend and when you're talking about super bowl you want the props and they have all of the best prop bets that you could look for for the super bowl so make sure you guys go check out betonline.ag because it's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust and right now you guys can sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code to locked on your fifty percent welcome bonus—that's free money. You guys could be betting on the Super Bowl with the promo code "A Locked On" for your fifty percent welcome bonus. All right, guys. Well, now it's time to get into the senior bowl, and this has been happening all week. And I'm sure if you guys are on social media, you've seen some of the guys who have stood out so far. And A really an all-star game that has the best seniors from around the country in in Mobile, Alabama. Senior Bowl is something that you probably heard about maybe when Justin Herbert was the MVP of it last season. So I'm very excited to be able to go down there and really represent, you know, locked on chargers and the LA football network and get to see some of these prospects close up. And when you're talking about something like the senior bowl, you're looking at prospects, but you don't want to waste a lot of time on prospects. Your team's never going to go for. So there's not going to be a lot of quarterback talk here. There's a lot of other things, though, mainly the offensive line. I mean, offensive line, corners, defensive line, edge rushers, potentially is, you know, finding guys that can add to the depth of the Chargers pass rush and, you know, maybe even getting a top guy there, you know, in the first couple of rounds. I think all of those positions are important, and all of those positions have guys that are playing in the senior bowl. And there's a lot of guys that have stood out so far. And, John, I know just offensively, It's hard to know how much the Chargers need a receiver at this point. I guess it just depends on how you feel about the receivers that they have and what you think about Mike Williams potentially not coming back, even though with the press conferences it really does seem like he is coming back, just the way everyone has been talking about him. Seems like he's going to be back with the team. I don't necessarily think that they're going to cut him, but... It also depends on how you feel about Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, but offensive line is definitely something I'm going to be looking at. Maybe even tight ends a little bit, especially with the uncertainty of the Hunter Henry situation, but who are you looking forward to watching offensively at the Senior Bowl on Saturday?
2: Well, I'm strictly only watching the offensive line on offense. I am really hoping that at least two of the first three draft picks our offensive line this year. I'm not worried about anything else, really. I mean, could a corner really come in as one of those picks? Sure, but Herbert is your future. The offensive line sucks. I'm not going to be nice about it. It sucks. (laughs) I want at least two of the first three picks to be offensive line, so I'm going to be watching all, I think, 21 guys that are on these two rosters. And I want to see like And there's a lot of
1: talent, too. Yeah, I want there to see
2: is. some of these guys from, like, the smaller schools, like the Middle Tennessees, the North Dakota States, and Northern Iowas, like Robert Jones, mm-hmm. Dylan Randon, Dylan Randon, uh, yeah. That, yeah, that and then good. Spencer Brown. Like, I want to see how these guys are because those are guys that usually get overlooked lots of times and they fall to, like, the second and the third and the fourth rounds. And I think that's the guy that you could really capitalize on. After like the first round, you're probably going to get one of these guys that are talked about a lot, of course. But then the mm-hmm. guys that you get in the second, third, or fourth round that fall to you because they didn't go to a really big school, I think is where you can really capitalize.
1: Yeah, and it's important to remember, too, that the Chargers don't have their center, Dan Feeney, or their left guard Forrest Lamp under contract next season as of right now, so not only are the tackles important, and yeah, I'd be down to potentially get a top-end offensive lineman early and then maybe look for one of these smaller school guys later on. It would be hard for me to put all of my eggs in any one of those baskets given the Trey Pipkins project and the Chargers track record using those picks but I do think there's opportunities to double dip potentially on the offensive line. And can we just talk about Deontay Brown? Because that's a guy that I'm just looking forward to watching because he weighed in at 364 pounds. At the Senior Bowl, and he's the left guard for Alabama and if you guys haven't seen this tank of a human yet, make sure to look him up. I mean this guy is massive, he moves people out of the way you're not it's pretty hard to get around him in any normal setup and he had a really good season for Alabama. he's projected as like a second or third round pick right now, but that's a guy I'm excited to see go up against some of the better defensive linemen up and down so far during the Senior bowl, but I mean, how can you you know take your eyes off a guy with that size? David, any of the offensive linemen you're looking forward to watching?
0: Absolutely. Um, one of the guys uh, because we talked about the uncertainty at the guard position for the Chargers that I'm interested in watching is Trey Smith out of out of Tennessee. This guy's got a uh, you know big frame, six foot six, three hundred and thirty pounds, and uh, you know from scouts and from tape, this guy plays with a mean streak. I mean, he just absolutely loves to pancake guys to run run guys over. I mean, he's extremely powerful. Um, according to Pro Football Network. Uh he's a plug and play type of guard. I mean that's something that the chargers need. They need somebody with the nastiness, a mean streak a guy who is going to run through you. I mean that was supposed to be Turner, but that that didn't you know turn out to be the case so and they need some some fresh young blood at that position so looking at Trey Smith. That's a guy I'm definitely interested in watching, although there is some concerns over the medicals. I mean, he had some past blood clot issues that, you know, they're going to have to double check before they make any decisions on bringing him in. But if that checks out, this is the type of player that I would like to add to the Chargers offensive line.
1: Yeah, a lot of good guys to look at for this one. Talking in back on the interior, a guy like Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma is a guy I'm excited to watch, and there's been a ton of guys that have stood out so far, and it's going to be exciting to see how they do. In the game scenarios. And Alex Leatherwood's another guy, the left tackle for Alabama. He's been up and down. Liam in Eichberg so far.
0: is another guy I want to look at, too. He's who a is it? Un- Liam Eichberg out of Notre Dame. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Notre he's Dame a little, left tackle, yeah. Yeah, he's a little small. He's 302. You know, he's got some space to add onto the frame. But this is a guy who did not allow a sack in over 900 pass blocking snaps. And that's pretty damn amazing, okay? So, yeah, the Chargers need some talent like that on the offensive line.
1: Well, and the nice thing for the Chargers is if there are any in-betweeners, not even just guys in this game, whether it's like Elijah Vera Tucker or even you know some of the other guys that are like Alex Leatherwood, who some people think should be a guard at the NFL level. It's like the Chargers need so much help at both positions, really. I mean, you can't really go wrong by taking a chance on one of those guys. But knowing the Chargers, we're going to watch a ton of offensive linemen and they're going to take something else in the first round. It's going to be off or not because that's just kind of – how things go. But obviously there's a lot of talented defensive players as well. When we were talking about cornerbacks, which is one of the Chargers' biggest need in an aging group on the team of Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., both of those guys getting up there, uncertainty with Michael Davis, and edge rusher, depending on where you want to go for that in the draft. It's nice in this because you're not necessarily going to see the very best at either position, but you're getting guys that would be more around where the Chargers are going to potentially attack that position, whether it's second, third, fourth round plays like spots like that in the draft so John when you're looking at the defensive side of the ball I know Darren Hall is a guy that you're familiar with as someone who covers San Diego State but who are the defensive players you're excited to watch on Saturday
2: well obviously Darren Hall uh, I'm kind of biased I am going to be watching him I don't care what anybody says he's had some
1: good moments too going up against some good players this week
2: yeah but uh Sadly, I hate to say it, um, I'm going to be watching the Oklahoma guys, Trey Brown and Trey Norwood as well. I can't (laughs) believe I'm saying that. But those guys really uh, had a good season. I have to study them. I'm a diehard Texas Longhorn fan, and I have to study them whenever it comes to Red River Rivalry Week. And those guys really worried me going up against them. And so to see what they do against players around the world that are just top-notch i'd like to see how they perform because they have some decent speed some good footwork but the big 12 also isn't really known for its defense but there's always a few guys that always stick out every now and then. i mean earl thomas the safety for the seahawks that won them the super bowl was from texas and that's the big 12 so i want to see what those guys can do
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think corner will probably be the spot I'm watching the most, even though it's not the top-end prospects that are going to go very early in the draft. But I do think that pass rusher is another thing, whether it's Quincy Roche, whether it's Patrick Jones or Rashad Weaver, the pick guys, I think there's some guys that the church should definitely keep an eye on, especially if they want to add a pass rusher. Or Cameron Sample. Cam Sample has been really good so far in the senior bowl, too. He's been making a name for himself. Out of a small school. So, it's small school pass rushers, you know, up and down historically, but... Definitely, there's a good precedent for guys, you know, like that. Especially, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, FCS or anything like that. But definitely, guys, some guys to watch there. A couple other corners, Ify Melifonwu and Aaron Robinson are guys that I'm excited to watch in action on Saturday. A couple of corners that have had some splashy moments so far in the Senior Bowl, but I'm very, very excited for this game. There's a ton of players, and we'll be back here on Monday to tell you guys kind of who stood out that we saw in that game that could make sense for the Chargers potentially when the twenty. 20- 2021 draft arrived so Excited to get into that with you guys, excited for next week and all the other Chargers news I'm sure we'll get over the weekend because the news has been coming non-stop with this team. Excited to be in Mobile, Alabama by the time that you guys are hearing this, getting ready for the Senior Bowl. But we will be back with you guys on Monday. Until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page of Chargers, as well as checking out and following our new Instagram page at Chargers as well. If you guys want to get your voicemails in, we will be doing some voicemail shows next week. The is 323-524-7924 and we try to get all chargers' voicemails played on the show if you guys don't already make sure to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you get your podcast from and rate and review we would really appreciate it and it's always the fastest and easiest way to get the show but can't wait to be back with you guys to break down the senior bowl prospects on monday but until then take it easy and go bolts